I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome back to You Better You Bet, presented by BetMGM. PJ Glasser, Kate Constable here with you, filling in for Nick Costos and Ken Barkley. As a reminder, we are on stadium until 6 p.m. Eastern time. You can go to uh, watchstadium.com and follow the show there. You can also continue to watch us on twitch.tv slash betql. You can watch us on YouTube. We're also on Sirius Channel 160 and Sirius XM 205. Kate and I have been running through all of the NFL games here in week 16. And Kate, next up is a game that maybe when the schedule came out at the beginning of the year, we didn't think was going to be a game with big time playoff implications, but Browns-Texans is one of the bigger games of the weekend. Currently, the Browns hold the top wild card spot at 9-5. and five. They still have an outside shot at winning the AFC North Division. And then the Texans, on the other hand, obviously, what an incredible job D'Amico Ryans has done. They were the number two. Uh, they had the number two overall pick this past year. They got C.J. Stroud. They went to Tennessee last week and won that game without Stroud. So, your thoughts on Browns-Texans, because right now the line is telling you that they expect Stroud to play with Houston being two-and-a-half-point favorites. Yeah, if Stroud plays, I like the Texans in this one, especially because the Browns have been pretty terrible, mediocre at best on the road, just two and four uh, away from home this season. So going to Houston and having to play there, uh, that's a knock on the Browns. Uh, Joe Flacco, though, like can't really say too many too. Can't really not say too many good things about him. Uh, I, I mixed that up. Joe Flacco's been great since he's been back. That's what I was trying to say. Uh, and so do you really want to bet against Joe Flacco? I mean, I don't know. I, I would take CJ Stroud over Flacco. I think any day of the week, just based on how Stroud performed before he was injured and had that concussion. I think if Stroud comes back, being it was a concussion in injury and not like a, a shoulder or a finger or something like that, where it could affect his, his throwing motion uh, or something like that, that, I think Stroud kind of just slips back into there and, and the Texans can continue how they've been playing up until that point. Brown's defense has been banged up over these last few weeks. It's not the same Brown's defense that started the season. Um, so I would lean towards the Texans if Stroud is in. If he is not and it's Case Keenum, then you can find my money uh, on the Browns and Joe Flacco as road dogs. I just I can't believe Flacco's in the league to begin with. Right? And then I can't believe how like he? what he's doing. He's 38 years old, turns 39 in January. He's playing great, still throws a beautiful spiral, and he's given the Browns the best quarterback play that they've had 
all season, and that's Deshaun Watson yeah. included. Obviously, he's been much better than P.J. Walker and and DTR in the games that they played for Cleveland. But more than anything, Katie's just giving the Browns like a sense of belief and like hope that we've been relying so much on our run game and our defense, but now we have somewhat of a passing game. And it's been insane to watch Stefanski and the Browns the last couple weeks and they're airing the ball out. Like, they're throwing it, like, 40, 45 times a game. I know the Browns have a pretty good run defense, or uh, the Bears have a pretty good run defense, the team who they just played on Sunday. But still, I mean, they were airing it. Same thing with Jacksonville, even when they were up 14 nothing in that game. So they have no fear. Obviously, they've named Flacco the starter for the rest of the season, but it's been incredible to watch. Personally, I, I don't love anything in this game. I don't know how you can bet it until you know that C.J. Stroud is playing, right? I think if it's confirmed that Stroud's playing, this line goes from two and a half to three. I think right now it's mm-hmm. a two and a half, and they're saying if you want to take the risk that it looks like Stroud's going to play, he's on track to play. But if he doesn't, Kate, then as we know, the Browns are going to become favorites. So to me, it's too big of a risk right now to take anything in this game. It's tough to bet against Cleveland, though, like you said. I mean, there's just... There's like a, a, a kind of feel to them right now. They just, there's something about them and the way they're playing. Same can be said for the Texans, though. I'm interested when you look at coach of the year, obviously, D'Amico Ryans is right there towards the top. Kevin Stefanski, you know, there's some good odds on him to win the award. I mean, if he, if he wins this game, like, you know, if you like the Browns to win this game, do you almost, would you take a shot at maybe Stefanski yeah. for coach of the year? I mean, I I like your thinking there. I understand that. I just don't think Stefanski is going to jump uh, Ryan's or uh, Campbell even, who's the favorite. Um, but to make the case for Stefanski, like, look at how many injuries he's had to deal with, how many players he has on IR right now. So many. I mean, not only his quarterback, Sean Watson, he had Nick Chubb go down early. But, I mean, I'm looking at their depth chart right now, and there's, what, eight or nine players on IR, 10, like that's hard to come back from when you have that many injuries in a season and then to be where they're at right now and still have a shot at making a wild card. Like that's pretty remarkable. I just am not sure he jumps someone like um, Shane Steichen and what he's done with the Colts or even Kyle Shanahan, even though Shanahan has weapons all around and like the best roster. He's still winning all these games. That has to count for something, you know? So I, I like the the thought of Stefanski possibly winning coach of the year. I just don't think it actually pans out. Yeah, what a big game that is between the Browns and the Texans. Do you think both of these teams are making the playoffs? I mean, certainly the Browns are in the better position. Um, mm-hmm. The Texans lose this game. It, it might be tough for them. But as of now, like, w- would you say both of these teams are going to be in the postseason? I feel like, yeah, as of right now, they should, right? I mean, the Texans left on their schedule. It's pretty pretty easy. What, you have the Titans and Colts? Those are two winnable games. I think, yeah. I mean, you got the Bills, you got the Bengals, you got the Colts, right? I mean, you can only get three of those spots um, filled unless Jacksonville just completely collapsed. And then, you know, maybe the Texans or the Colts win the division and Jacksonville misses out. Which playoffs, I don't but... think is necessarily out of the question if Jacksonville kind of collapsing down the stretch. Well, they got a tough game with Tampa, which we're going to get to here in a moment. Uh, well, you know what? Let's just get to that game, Kate, okay? because it's the next one up. It's actually my favorite game of the entire week. I don't know if you have any thoughts 
on this game. Um, you I'm start all us over off, PJ. I want to hear what you're what you're thinking. Kate, I'm all over the Jags in this game. I love them. <laughs> um, this is just this is this is my bread and butter. Like this is just how I bet NFL. This is just the way I'm wired with buy low and sell high spots. Like this is a sell high on Tampa. This is a buy low on the Jags. The Jags have lost three straight. The Bucks have won two straight games on the road against the Packers and that great win against Atlanta. If this game was played three weeks ago, Kate, Jacksonville's favored by three and a half, four points in this game. But now they're actually small dogs. They're minus 105 and Tampa is minus 115. I think Jacksonville is the better team. I think this is one of those games where we say to ourselves, it's a pick them. Tampa looks like the better team. They're playing better. But this could be one of those Baker Mayfield games where we're saying, why did I bet on the Bucs and Baker Mayfield in a spot like this? So Jags have the better, they have the better head coach in Peterson. They have the better quarterback in Trevor Lawrence. And they're just a better road team. I mean, four of their six losses this year have come at home. They play much better on the road. And, you know, I know they've lost their last few games, but going up against the Ravens, they've gone up against the Browns when Lawrence was coming off of that high ankle sprain. Like, obviously that Bengals loss was a real tough one, but look at the way that they're playing now with Jake Browning. That loss all of a sudden doesn't look as bad. They just ran into the AFC North. Like, that's all it was. Now they get out of the AFC North. They play the worst division in football in the NFC South. And I think that's going to benefit. Uh, that's going to benefit them. So I like the Jags this week. I think it's going to be a close game, but I think they find a way to pull it out. My favorite bet of the week: the Jacksonville Jaguars. Now that I look at their schedule, Carolina next week. Yeah, they're not losing that game. They're not going to. Yeah. Things aren't going to blow up down the stretch. Um, yeah, what a what a week to fade Baker Mayfield. He's coming off of a perfect passer rating against Green Bay. Now he's back at home, nice and comfy spot. Well, maybe not so much. It, this is also like the Jaguars where they have struggled is against the really good teams in the league, which I mean, can you really fault them? Lost to Kansas City, San Francisco, Baltimore. Those are all home games too. So they beat up on the lesser opponents this season and they do really well away from home, like you said. So um, this is kind of a good spot to back the Jags now that we're diving a little bit deeper into it. I mean, don't forget the forget plus one, just take them on the money line, right? Oh yeah. No, I think I think they win the game. I'm with you. I mean, look, the Bucks have had they should have lost to Atlanta. They were fortunate to win that game. They come from behind. And the Packers right now, I mean, their defense is a mess. Yeah. Like, you know, they allowed Tommy DeVito to carve them up and then Baker carved them up. And Baker's been playing great the last couple of weeks. I know the Jags have a bunch of injuries in their secondary, but you know, Jacksonville held the Ravens to 23 points. Their defense played pretty well. Jacksonville, I mean, that game against the Ravens, see, Kate, that was one of those games where the scoreboard really, it was a lot closer than that, right? Like Jacksonville mm -hmm. missed a couple field goals. They had that total brain fart at the end of the half with, I don't know what Trevor Lawrence is doing where he didn't spike it. So, you know, I think they got inside Ravens territory, inside the Ravens, like 40 yard line six times and they scored zero points. I don't know if I've ever seen that before. So I know it looked bad. And people are going to want to fade them. But like that game could have been a lot closer than it really was. And that's what you look for when you're betting, right? Because so many people just look at box scores. They look at the final score. They look at how teams are playing, who's on a winning streak, who's on a losing streak. But Jacksonville really isn't as bad right now as maybe 
as it perce- as they're perceived to be over the last couple weeks. Just got to clean some things up. They can't turn the ball over. They got to make field goals. They're still a well-coached team. They have a lot of talent. Remember, Christian Kirk got hurt in that Bengals game. That's been Trevor's guy really the last couple years, so they're trying to deal with life without him. Calvin Ridley's had to take a bigger role. Um, they still got ETN and Evan Ingram, so I like the Jags this week, Kate. I think uh, I think they get the job done and they get a much-needed win. And, PJ, I mean, hearing you say, like, if you really watch the game, it should have been a lot closer than it was. That's indicative of what the line suggested because I kind of thought going into that game, Ravens were, what, three-point favorites on the road. They had been significantly the better team leading up to that game. So I thought that was a little bit fishy. And if you only look at the box score after the game, well, you're like, yeah, I was totally right in thinking that the Ravens were should have been way more than three-point favorites. But Jacksonville had opportunities to score, and if had they done that, had they not kind of shot themselves in the foot, this game would have been a whole lot closer, and that line would have been right where Vegas predicted it should have been. It's exactly right. And even still, like with all of that that happened, you know, Calvin Ridley, I thought, scored a touchdown towards the end of the game, should have cut mm-hmm. it to 10. And then if they get a two-point conversion, it's an eight-point game. They kick it back to Baltimore, and then, I mean, who knows what happens. Crazy stuff can happen. So I really like the Jags this week against the Bucks. I think they get that win. Kate, your Chicago Bears are back home this week to take on the Arizona Cardinals. Unfortunately, they are 5-9. and nine. They were oh so close to being 6-8. and eight. With the Hail Mary. Your uh your reaction, you were saying off air, you were not were you not watching it live? PJ, I um I love my family. Uh, but we had a family fun day on Sunday that I had to attend. Oh, no. I was at a magic show while the Bears were playing. And you couldn't have your phone in the magic show. So I could not watch this game. So I get out of the magic show, turn my phone on, and I see exactly what happened. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, are you kidding me? That's such a Bears thing to have happen. I mean, he had that ball in his hands. How do you not catch that? He just kind of bobbled it and tossed it away. Like, oh, that was such a tough, uh, tough loss to not only not be able to watch, but to have to watch after and kind of see the reaction on, on uh, you know, Twitter and the internet, everyone re- reacting to that. It was just miserable, miserable. Yeah, that was, that was a tough one. I was in the sports book doing, uh, doing my show on Sundays and, um, one of the previous games had finished up and it was on one of the side TVs and I was watching that one and the feed was a little bit earlier than what the the Bears (laughs) Browns broadcast was. So I was watching it and me and JP Flame were reacting to that while the rest of the sports book was watching the Browns Bears game. So we were probably like three, four seconds ahead and we go, oh my God, he almost caught it. And then we realized that the sports book fields had just thrown it down the field and we're like, oh, the sports book is going to go nuts. And sure enough, people were just like, oh, my God. So if you have Bears money line, oh, if oh. you have Bears money line, that is such that is such a it bad beat. Awful. How they didn't end up winning that game. That is tough. But do you like them to bounce back this week against Arizona? Because certainly they're playing better football. Uh, they're favored by four and a half. The total is 44 and a half. That defense is playing really well. Ever since that Montez Sweat trade, I got to yeah. give the Bears credit too. Because, you know, I thought Montez Sweat was a nice player. I didn't think he'd be the second coming of Khalil Mack wearing a Bears uniform. But (laughs) he's been really, really good for Chicago. Uh, Their defense is playing much better. What are your thoughts on this game? 
Yeah, I, he's really kind of turned things around for the defense, and everyone was thinking we we're crazy. I was one of those people for paying him that much when he's going to be a free agent. Um, I think you have to take the Bears in the spot, minus four and a half. When are the Bears a favorite like this? It's a fishy line, but I kind of think it's the right side because of how well their defense has been playing. Justin Fields in the offense, they've picked things up a little bit as of late. So I'm leaning towards the Bears, especially against this uh, Cardinals team that's been bad. I mean, they have not improved with Kyler Murray back on the field. So my money has to be on the Bears this weekend for a little bounce back. All right, we'll see. I'll get my thoughts on that game on the other side. She's Kate Consp on PJ Glasser. This is You Better You Bet, presented by BetMGM, wrapping up hour number two next. We'll be right back with You Better You Bet, presented by BetMGM on the BetQL Network. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 